So there. So there. So there. So there. Let me know your thoughts. So there. So there. So there. Let me know your thoughts. Why do you keep saying let us know your thoughts? Let me know your thoughts to me is a nice lead-in for So There. So There. Welcome to episode 55 of So There. So There. I'm Tom Karamitis. And I'm Gary Doyle. How are you, Tom? I'm good. I'm good. Trying to make it through, limp through the last month of winter and looking forward to brighter days ahead. How about you, Gary? Indeed, indeed. The same. The same. March March is the cruelest month, isn't it? It's uh, so, spring is so tantalizingly close and yet never quite arrives. And I know how much you love the winters. I know it's your favorite time of year. Yes. I also love the winters, my bride, who is my wife, Lisa Winters, is her, ah. is her, is her married maiden name. Ah, yes. But anyway, Tom... Um, as you may or may not be aware, I know you're not you're not you're not often up on popular culture, but this is Oscar time, right? Yeah, I was talking about this last night, but go right go right ahead. You really okay? So, uh, what, what were you, what were you talking about last night? Well, uh, Kristen asked me if I was interested in seeing any of the uh, the, the nominated films, uh, and she went through them all, and I kept shaking my head, no, no, no. So I think she's going to a movie by herself this afternoon. If you're interested, can have a little lunch. Have a little movie date with my wife. I think I would be interested. Except I've seen all the Academy Award nominated movies. Ah, the uh, Best Picture. We uh, we try to see them every year. So um, I've seen all of them, and I'd like to do a, a quick uh, movie minute review of all 10 Oscar Best Picture nominated pictures in something we here at So There call Lightning Round. All right, Tom, you ready? Go for it. As Trump would say, as Trump used to say in his press conferences, are you ready? Are you ready? Now, is that Trump or is that the guy on SNL who who imitates Trump? <laughs> That's me imitating Trump. Although that guy on SNL is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. He's good. He's very good. All right. Oscar Best Picture Lightning Round. Let's go. Let's do this. Top Gun Maverick, number one. Didn't love it. And Tom Cruise has taken to pretty much playing himself at this stage of his career, but solid, old-school, crowd-pleasing Hollywood entertainment that shows that Hollywood still knows how to do it. Still knows how to deliver the goods. Number two, Avatar 2, Shape of Water. Actually, I lied, Tom. I didn't see this one. I enjoyed the first Avatar, but didn't need to see the need to spend the money to go to the theater for another three-hour installment about the little blue people. Uh, plus, I don't think it's a threat to win Best Picture, so we did not go see this. Elvis. Like all of director Baz Luhrmann's movies, it's over-the-top excessive. Let's have a cut every half-second movie-making. There's a really great movie about Elvis Presley's life that remains to be made. This isn't it. I didn't much like Austin Butler either, although he seems cool as a person. Number four, 
Triangle of Sadness. If you enjoy watching rich people projectile vomit all over the place, this, by all means, see Triangle of Sadness. Unwatchable. Number five, The Fablemans. Like all of Steven Spielberg's recent movies, well-crafted, old-school, and kind of boring. Number six, All Quiet on the Western Front. It's like sitting for two hours in a muddy trench with body parts being blown to pieces all around you, actively unpleasant. Number seven, Tar. Took me three tries to get through it. Arty, important seeming, overly long, nothing much happens. In other words, your typical Oscar Best Picture nominee of recent vintage. Number eight, everything. No, wait, 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 wait. All at what? Hang on. When you said took you three times to get through it, what do you mean? You started it three times and only on I, the third I, The tent? first time I watched it, nothing happened for at least an hour and I gave up. The second time I watched it, I tried for about an hour and 15 minutes. Again, nothing happened, and I gave up. And I kept reading, and so, but I finally, the third time, determined to watch it all the way through. Wow. So you didn't like it two times, yet for some reason, I guess just in the interest of completeness and wanting to get through it, you, you forced yourself to, and, and did you pick up where you left off, or did you keep starting over again? I kept starting over. Oh, my God. <laughs> Gary, we don't have that it was many a woman, years left it was, on it was this about, earth. <laughs> it was about a... Kate Blanchett plays a conductor, a very unpleasant person. And that's kind of the movie. She's unpleasant and brilliant conductor who's unpleasant and nothing happens. All right. Um, everything, everywhere, all at once seems... This picture seems to have all the momentum for winning all the awards, though I have no idea why. I... Uh, I didn't like it at all. It's it's a movie to me made for the ADD world we live in. It's it's Marvel Comics meets bad special effects meets I don't know what. It's terrible. Number nine, Women Talking. Now this is better than its bad title. Terrible title. Great screenplay, which uh, I will I predict will win the Oscar for best screenplay. And finally. My favorite of all ten nominees, Banshees of Inisherin. Beautifully written and acted, set in the Ockle Islands of Ireland, which I just visited with my family last summer. A profound dissertation on the meaning and value of art versus, quote, being a nice person. I found it compelling and thoughtful, highly recommended, and the movie that I hope wins Best Picture, although it probably won't. It will lose to everything, everywhere, all at once. This has been the Gary Doyle Lightning Round Oscar Best Picture Edition. Lightning Round! I'd say not a huge surprise on that last one. If there was a movie shot in Greece, I'm sure I would have to just, you know, in an obligatory kind of way, just say it's the greatest film ever made because it was shot in Greece, the land of my home, of my people. I'm still I still can't get get past the fact that our at our advanced age you would start a movie three times the, the after not after hating it the first two times not only uh, I can more understand you resuming where you left off I'm really having trouble wrapping my head around the fact that you kept watching the first hour and a quarter <laughs> Sometimes that pays dividends there was a TV show on Amazon called um Oh my gosh, now I'm forgetting what it's called. It was a TV series 
about a young woman who, a uh, British woman. Oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. Anyway, we, 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 we tried to watch it. We heard it was good. Lisa and I tried to watch it no fewer than three different times, found it off-putting and unpleasant. And the fourth time we, we said, we, we just need to, we need to persevere and watch this show. And we did. And it was brilliant. Sometime in the course of this podcast, I'll remember the name of the show. But yes, yeah, sometimes perseverance pays off, but not wow. in the case of, not in the case of tar. <laughs> <laughs> so you mean, so you mean a uh, cocaine bear wasn't nominated for best picture? <laughs> I wish Women Talking had a title like Cocaine Bear. <laughs> then it would. <laughs> then it would. Then it would have it all. Well, I think the movie Kristen's going to see today is going to be that, and I, I just is that the Women Talking because that's the only one where she actually printed out the movie times when I checked the printer this morning. So just just putting the pieces together. So I'll tell her that you kind of liked it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think Did Lisa um, like it as Lisa's a woman? Yeah, I think it helps to be a woman to like it. Um without giving too much away, I think it uh I found it was it was thoughtful and uh different and interesting. A better a better use of her time than everything everywhere all at once, which is terrible. Really just terrible. I, I watched it just baffled as to how this is a best picture contender, let alone the winner, which it probably will be. I wonder if there'll so be another there. another big uh I wonder if there'll be another thing tonight, another incident like uh Chris Rock and what's his name? The yeah, I don't know. Uh, did you did you see Chris Rock's special where he addressed that? Um, that no, slap? I read the I read the account of it, but I didn't actually see it. Did you see it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was it was good. It wasn't it wasn't Chris Rock's best material, and yet the last uh, twenty minutes of the show, he actually addresses that last twenty minutes or so, and that's worth watching because it's a very uh, he's angry. You know, he's angry about it. I mean, it's funny, but he's angry as well. He should be. He was humiliated in front of lots of people, so I I I sympathize with him. Tom, the name of the show we watched four times before we got into it was Fleabag. 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 All right. Fleabag. Yeah. Actively unpleasant for the first few episodes somehow, but then they decided to make good episodes, which is odd. Usually to the way around with series, they start off good and then kind of fail toward the end. Right. So anyway. Took them a while to find their footing. Yes. So there. Well, since you did a uh, lightning round, I'm going to do a... I decree. Whoa, Tom Karamitis using a stinger that Gary Doyle came up with. I, I admire that. I admire that. That's... That represents personal growth for Tom Caramel. Well, I'm a bigger man than you because you've never used. Uh, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> hey, I decree, all right? I decree that never again in a commercial shall they show two people 
doing that weird thing where they bump fists and then their fingers make that weird flare thing, that explosion thing. And I can't, I just saw it again. I can't say it was on, on a Leo Burnett commercial, so I can't really talk about it. But it's just, I, you know, maybe I just, I'm not hanging out in the right circles. I've just never seen people in real life do that gesture. But you'd think as often as it comes up in commercials that this is just all over the place. Are you aware of the gesture I'm referencing, Gary? Yes, it's called the exploding fist bump. Yes, the exploding fist bump. <laughs> you know, I will say the first time I ever saw uh, the exploding fist bump, it seemed to be uh, a, a method to get a connection between an adult and a child. Like the adult is part of youth culture, you know? Let's do that thing that the kids do. But now I'm just seeing it more. And, you know, I don't know. It's, you know, advertising tends to sometimes be so late to the game. On, and, and, I, and, I, and I'm certainly not one to, to, to know what is, what is the latest thing. But advertising, which so often is a copycat kind of industry, uh, sure. is so, so late to the game to me. And the fact that this thing continues to, to be put in commercials, like actors being told to do this. I mean, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Could you picture the direction from the director when they did it? Okay, that was great. A little bit, a little bit more explosion. Um, twenty percent more explosion and action. You know, at twenty percent less fist impact, transfer the transfer that to the explosion. All right, thanks. Let's do three in a row. Lock it Energy. up, people. Lock it up. Energies up. Um, now I, I, I actually remember, I, I know there was an exploding fist bump in a Leo Burnett commercial. I know this is the one you're referring to. It's not a new commercial. I remember seeing one a couple years ago where Tony the Tiger did an exploding fist bump with a child at the breakfast table. They, the child had just accomplished something and they, and they were at the breakfast table and they did a little fist bump and it blew up. <laughs> I want to give you another uh, irritant, and 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 I think you'll probably relate to this too. I, you know, um, weather forecasts on local TV stations have two things that really get under my skin, uh, and I find that it this is common uh, pretty much across every station I watch in any city. One of them, the first one, is the kind of the the, the, the bizarre fixation on either blame the, the the main anchor of the newscast either thanking or blaming the weatherman for the weather. Ah, Tom, such a great weekend. Ah, you you outdid yourself, <laughs> right? I the blame. Are the, <laughs> are the other anchors under the impression that the weather? person is god <laughs> that that's that's the takeaway right that the weatherman and i know obviously they you know they don't they don't mean it that way but the, but that that's just become such a strange affect to me you know thanking the weatherman for great weather and you know making it like you know oh snow tom we've had enough please make it stop and by tom i'm saying tom skilling the 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 
Channel Nine and Chicago weatherman. Um, he is God. He, he, he might is be God. God. He was who they based that movie on, the weatherman. I think uh, was it Will Ferrell in about what, ten years or so ago. I don't um, remember that. He was the prototype I had read. But the other huh. thing, and this is uh, uh, the same thing in the weather sequence, this is much more subtle. You really have to listen to it. But when the weatherman or woman is giving their forecast, rather than talk about Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday, they'll say, your Tuesday, your Wednesday, your Thursday. Listen for it. And on your Tuesday, it's going to be sunny and warm, high in the low 40s. Your Wednesday is going to be, you know, on and on and on. I don't understand that. Why the word your, you know? And, they, and it's, it's become something that they've copied from each other. It's, I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Listen for it, though. Trust me. They do it. <laughs> they're, trying to, they're, they're trying to personalize it, Tom. It's your... <laughs> Yes, it's it is class. my Tuesday. No one else can claim this Tuesday but me. <laughs> it's your Tuesday. I, and I know what you're thinking. I'm just becoming a really grumpy old guy. Oh, no, I came to that conclusion a long time ago. <laughs> About myself as well. So there. Tom, I don't mean to pile on with I decree. But if I were the king of the world, I would like to decree something as well. I decree that these advertising tropes need to stop. Because if you actually think about them, they don't make sense. All right? So we've talked about, you know, we've, we've talked extensively about the use of the use of nouns as verbs, you know, in, in advertising. Let's summer together, you know. Yeah. And, we, and we've talked about we've talked about taglines that don't make sense, like <clears throat> "It's only worth it if you enjoy it." <laughs> that's that's one of the all timers. <laughs> Or Michelob Ultra. But uh, I decree that there are certain advertising tropes that are used over and over again that need to stop. I'll give you a few. One is, and you see this in a lot of car advertisements, automobile dealer advertisements, we will not be undersold. Right? Have you ever heard that? Yeah, oh, many. Everyone. So yeah. So if you think about it, it doesn't make sense. They will not be undersold. They will not... Nobody else will sell less cars than them. That's what that uh, literally means. I think what they mean to say is we will not be underpriced. Uh, right? We will not be beat on price is what they're trying to say. But we will not be undersold literally means there will not be another dealer who will sell less cars than us. <laughs> <laughs> and, we're, and we're damn proud of it <laughs> right 
We will not be undersold. The second one is, and I know you're fond of this one, at the end of any ad for any, any usually local ads, tell them so-and-so sent you. <laughs> tell them Mike Singletary sent you. Now, who, who, who goes into the whatever it is, the dry cleaners, the <laughs> auto dealer, the, the uh, you know, whatever, the tire store, and says, hey, guys, um, I just wanted to know I'm here because um, Scotty Pippen sent me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're going to look at you like you have an eyeball above your forehead. Hey, hey, everybody. Um... Donald Driver sent me. <laughs> Just wanted you to know. Um, sir, what what are you here for? <laughs> what can we do for you? <laughs> All right. And and uh, one more uh, one more advertising trope that really needs to stop are the car again, I guess this is a car thing. The car events, right? The sales events. You know, they all have them. Toyotathon. You know, the Hyundai getaway sales event, right? They all have them. Again, who says, who says, who sees these ads and goes, honey, there's a Toyota-thon down at Naperville Ford, Naperville Toyota. Let's go. <laughs> Get the kids. We're going to Toyota-thon. <laughs> Maybe they're serving hot dogs. <laughs> Am I right, though? You're absolutely right. And the only thing I would say to that is, is flash forward 10 years from now, that's going to be the dilemma that Gary Doyle will probably be trying to solve in a freelance gig. What? Gary, we're, we you know, we got our annual Christmas sale. We don't know what to call it this year. Can you think of something else? We don't want to use event. We don't want to use a thon. <laughs> I'm just saying there are people who come to work and this is their dilemma. <laughs> I would also say you know, my, go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say you know what, you know what my 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 creative my idea would be? What? Buy a car for Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh there uh you know funny the 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 so-and-so sent you is last week and i listened to the news radio station driving to the train every day and and Jeff Joniak, who you know well, he's the voice of the Chicago Bears. He has some of those tell him Jeff Joniak sent you. But the other thing they do, and I think it's these live reads that the, that uh, that um, radio stations push on their advertisers. You know, just give your your script, and we'll have our on air personalities just do a live read. And Jeff Joniak has one where he's ta he he kind of is talking about. The pandemic's been tough on all of us, and he's talking. He's actually talking to business owners who were not able to capture all of whatever government benefits were being offered during the pandemic. And I'm sitting here thinking, 
if I'm a business owner, I'm nodding my head saying, yeah, that, that Jeff Joniak really knows my business challenges. You know, I, I guess they're just appealing to Bears fans who somehow, you know, believe that, you know, anything the Bears announcer will say must be right. Kind of like that old Ditka sketch on SNL years ago. You know? Which was that? Was that the one with Chris Farley <laughs> playing Ditka's Bob? She kept saying, <laughs> You're my Ditka. He kept saying, You're my Ditka. <laughs> I think it was a dream sequence of Ditka's, and I remember her stirring like a pot of stew. Him as his mom going, You're my Ditka. Yeah. You're my Ditka. You're my Ditka. Do you remember that? Yes, very well. <laughs> Oh, lordy. Um. <laughs> so there. Uh, well, j- j- just to close the book here, uh, maybe on for me on advertising irritants, and I don't know if we've talked about this before, but somewhere along the way, people in a conference room at Angie's List decided we're no longer going to be Angie's List, we're just going to be Angie. And they talked to themselves, a classic case to me of advertisers talking to themselves, that the whole world knows who Angie is. So we don't need to say Angie's list anymore. It's just Angie. That to me, I think is going to be one of the more misguided things in, 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 in advertising over the last few years. I predict Angie's list will be out of business in one year. That's the Tom Karamitis. So their prediction Whoa. from that colossal miscalculation. Tom, I feel like this calls for a... Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> Since Angie's List, here's my pitch. CK, CK actually pitched Angie's List a few years ago. My agency. Whoa. Wow. Since they're now called Angie, I would walk into them and say, you know what you need? You need a jingle. Here's your jingle. Where you go when you need a recommendation? What do you think? We'll make those leaky pipes disappear. (laughs) That's brilliant. I love that. I'm sure Might the Rolling Stones would be affordable. Yeah. <laughs> it was a song that was seemingly written for you, Angie. Well, the other great thing is it's a song that's targeted to to kind of people our age who are homeowners dealing probably with home repairs, right? <laughs> I love it. You know you know what they call you know what they call what you just did in our business, Tom? A what? build. Good build. Whoa. Good build. So there. Well, Tom, that 27 minutes flew by. Our our listeners, on the contrary, are saying, that's 27 minutes of my life I'll never get back. That's their problem. <laughs> but for Tom Karamidas... This is Gary Doyle saying to you, 
So, so there. there.